So Carly, maternal morbidity and mortality in the United States has been getting a lot of attention in recent years as being uh, among the worst of high-income nations. What's the status now in the summer of 2023? So I should say we are still the worst among high-income nations, not even one of. Where we're at right now is um, that maternal mortality and morbidity is unfortunately continuing to rise. The rate has essentially doubled in the United States from 1999 through 2019. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really pretty remarkable. And even more unfortunately, is continuing to rise even, after the, even in the last couple of years. Uh, right now, we stand at about 1,200 maternal deaths per year in our country, which is well beyond many other of our peers. I think the most important take-home point, though, is about 80% or even more than 80% of those deaths are preventable. Mm. This is according to experts. So take-home point, preventable. So maternal mortality relates to um, pregnancy-related death. That can be death that occurs within um, six weeks of pregnancy or 42 days or up to 12 months. Maternal morbidity refers to complications that occur related to pregnancy. A maternal morbidity statistics refer to severe maternal morbidity, which means certain complications that occur in a hospital and are reported by hospitals. So the issue there is we're just not kind of capturing the whole picture with complications because a lot of them might occur outside of the hospital, after discharge from a hospital, in outpatient settings, etc. And also there are less severe complications that may not get reported, and these still can be very disabling. So what you've described, are we seeing that you know, consistently across patient populations in the U.S., or are we seeing uh, some groups affected differently than others? So this is absolutely a really critical point to raise. Um, U.S. maternal morbidity and mortality is increasing across the board. Okay, and it has been. However, there are profound ethnic and racial disparities um, in terms of the outcomes. On average, black women suffer maternal mortality rates that are three times greater than white women. Um, Native American and Alaskan Native women have similar rates of disparities. One of the things I find so striking is that the disparities in care for black women persist even when you control for factors like educational level and socioeconomic factors. So it isn't um, those things which do impact vulnerable populations more. There's something else going on here. So I'm hoping you're going to tell me there's something we can do about all of this. Um, you mentioned that more than 80% of these, uh, uh, these situations are preventable, right? So from uh, let's start at the biggest picture. From the sort of public policy perspective, what are some things we could be doing to uh, limit the risk here? So I'm glad we got to this part because there are things that can be done and are being done and we can do more. From a public policy perspective, expanding coverage of postpartum care, uh, reimbursement for that coverage, be it public um coverage like Medicaid or private health care insurance, increasing reimbursement for um, a time period that covers to 12 months postpartum is very important because we've already established that complications can and do occur well after that six-week period. 
Um, that's one thing I think is really important. I, I believe it's very important to continue and expand funding for state-based maternal mortality review committees. Um, they are the ones who are studying in detail um, maternal deaths and reporting on it, and they, but they need funding. That's at you know, a state legislative level and it needs ongoing funding. How about from a provider organization or, or individual provider perspective? I think there are a number of things that healthcare providers and healthcare organizations can do, all of which are important. First of all, remember that um, um, pregnancy-related complications and postpartum complications can be prevented with excellent preconception and prenatal care. So that's the first thing. It's a continuum. Remember that it's a continuum. It starts before pregnancy, it continues during pregnancy, it continues after pregnancy, and to conceptualize that as a continuum, not discrete phases, because it, it is all connected. I also think that the racial and ethnic disparities that we talked about need to be kept front and center. So whatever interventions are being done, that lens needs to be applied to it to ensure that um, we are determining the data and we are determining the outcomes, including um, racial and ethnic data, to see if there are disparities with that. I also feel like healthcare providers simply need to ask all patients who have childbearing um, capability or potential, whether they are pregnant, um, whether they have been pregnant or delivered in the past 12 months, and to have consideration um, and to understand that that certain health conditions and complications could be related to that, and also to get the information you need to help prevent those complications. I would put that as a matter of routine in uh, triage questions in emergency departments, for example, or in check-in questions at a primary care practice, and build that into your electronic health re record templates so it just becomes a matter of course and automatic. It is surprising but true that those questions don't always get asked, and that's how things can get missed. So somebody could be having complications related to pregnancy, but the question isn't asked, so that's not considered. And I think just across the board for all healthcare providers, listen to patients, mm. listen to what they say. And this particularly comes in for um, when we talk about racial and ethnic disparities. Traditionally, black women have not been listened to um, carefully and uh, reporting concerns. And we have seen multiple examples in the news um, that bear this out, where even famous women have spoken up and not been listened to and either um, suffered severe complications or even died. So listening is probably the most critical part. Carly, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it is my pleasure and I'm, I'm happy to have the opportunity to share some of this information. Thanks for watching ECRI Now. You can find more insights from the experts on YouTube and at ecri.org. Until next time, I've been your host, Paul Anderson.